We're live. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another exciting episode of The Matthew Paris Show. I'm your host, Matthew Paris. Before we get started, make sure you hit that little subscribe button right down there in the corner. It's always a great time here on The Matthew Paris Show. We talk sports and what is happening in the sporting news. Uh, so let's get right into it. Let's talk about the NFL Divisional Round. The NFL Divisional Round is set between the Houston Texans and the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore. That game is Saturday, January 20th at 3.30 p.m. The odds makers have Baltimore by 19 um, due to uh, the weather. Could the weather play a factor in this game? You know, Houston, the state of Texas, very warm. It's actually cold out here right now, but very warm in general. And uh, the Houston, Texas play in the Dome. They play at NRG Stadium. So will the weather affect them in the game? Possibly. Possibly. Who knows? Head coach D'Amico Ryans did say that they are going to practice outside all day into the cold weather because it's been about 35 degrees up to about 42 degrees here in Houston. So we'll see what happens there. In the other NFL divisional round, we have the Green Bay Packers versus the San Francisco 49ers. That's Saturday, January 20th. I believe the odds makers have the 49ers up at about 10. Um, <clears throat> yeah, we'll see what happens there. So another NFL divisional round, Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Detroit Lions. I, for one, would love to see Detroit Lions go far in this if uh, if the Houston Texans don't go far. Um, they had a uh, NFL memes and uh, ESPN.com and stuff like that had wondered, you know, they had done a poll where who would you like to see in the Super Bowl this year? And the biggest thing that most of American people would like to see is the Detroit Lions versus the Houston Texans in the Super Bowl. You'll have Jared Goff of the Detroit Lions versus C.J. Stroud of the Houston Texans. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. I would love for that to happen, but I don't think that's going to happen. So um, let's see what else is going on. We also have the NFL playoff schedule discussed from Yahoo Sports, Chiefs at Bills, divisional round matchup set for Sunday night. That will be Sunday night football game. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers closed out wildcard weekend on Monday night with their dominant win over the Philadelphia Eagles, which was the last piece needed to complete the schedule for the divisional round of the playoffs for next weekend. The Buffalo Bills beat the Pittsburgh Steelers earlier on Monday after the game was delayed due to a winter storm in New York, which completed the AFC side of the playoffs. Um, so, yeah, so let's go back to the Houston Texans and at Baltimore Ravens real quick. Um, the bet of the MGM line is Ravens uh, 8.5. The Texans rolled past the Cleveland Browns to kick off wildcard weekend on Saturday afternoon. Because the Bills beat the Steelers on Monday, the Texans will head to Baltimore to take on the top-seeded Ravens at MNT Bank Stadium. Um, yeah, let's talk about another one. Uh, bet MGM line for the San Francisco 49ers and Green Bay Packers. 49ers is at 10 the Green Bay Packers pulled off a massive upset win over the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday as the number seven seed in the NFC. As a result, they head to the Bay Area to take on the top seed 49ers on Saturday night. So that's the Saturday night game. Um, let's talk about the uh, Kansas City Chiefs at Buffalo Bills. That's 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time on CBS Sports. Bet MGM line is Bills at 2.5. The Kansas City Chiefs. After surviving below zero temperatures to beat the Miami Dolphins in their wild card matchup, will now head to Buffalo to close out the divisional round. The Bills beat the Pittsburgh Steelers on Monday afternoon to secure their spot in the second round. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so 
we have those games coming up. You know, good luck in the uh, the divisional round. We'll see what happens there and whatnot. So let's uh, let's uh, switch gears here real quick. We all know what's coming up for this weekend divisional round. Uh, let's talk about Mike Tomlin, head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, real quick. Mike Tomlin plans to return to coach the Pittsburgh Steelers next season. This is from NFL Network's uh, Mike Garofalo reported on Tuesday. Per the report, Tomlin told Steelers players Tuesday that suggestions that he is leaving are un, uh, unfounded and that he plans to address the media later this week about his job status. You have to remember, after the loss, he was at the press conference and somebody asked him about his job status and he got up and he walked off the stage. Uh, speculation has swirled throughout the season that 2023 might be Tomlin's last in Pittsburgh. A 7-7 mark through Week 15 put the Steelers outside the playoff race, prompting rumors that the team might look to part with Tomlin at the end of the regular season. When the Steelers won their last three games and made the playoffs, rumors shifted to Tomlin being the one considered ending the long-term relationship. Uh, speculations reached a peak Monday after the Steelers lost to the Buffalo Bills in the wildcard round in his post-game news conference. Tomlin walked off the podium when a reporter uh, uh, reported the subject of his contract, or brought up the subject of his contract, I should say, which is set to expire after the 2024 season. Tomlin turned and walked away. As soon as ESPN's Brooke Pryor prefaced a question with Mike, you have a year left on your contract. Uh, will Tomlin sign the extension? Um, Tomlin had coached the Steelers for 17 seasons and is the NFL's longest tenure head coach. He has never approached a season with a single year remaining on his contract. Multiple reports have suggested that the Steelers want Tomlin to return. Tuesday's report from Garofalo didn't address his contract situation or if Tomlin and the Steelers would work on an extension. Steelers players back Tomlin. Uh, so Pittsburgh, the Steelers want him back. T.J. Watt, I think, wants him back. And Cameron Hayward, I think, wants him back. While Tomlin declined to address his future public, uh, publicly in the immediate aftermath of a playoff loss, multiple players, including all pros and team captains, have thrown their support behind Tomlin since Monday's game. I want to play for Mike T., Watt told reporters Tuesday. It was huge in my contract talks. I don't want to play for anybody other than Mike Tomlin. You guys understand, seeing the way that I talk about him, how much I respect and appreciate him as a coach, as a man, as a leader. Uh, Watts' comments echoed Hayward, who spoke about Tomlin after Monday's game. Every player wouldn't be anything without Mike Tomlin, Hayward told reporters. This group would not function to even get to a playoff berth without Mike Tomlin. He keeps us uh, accountable from top to bottom. I don't want to play for any other coach. <coughs> okay, so that's the Mike Tomlin story. But who will be the quarterback for the Steelers next season. Next season will come with significant challenges in Pittsburgh. The Steelers quarterback situation is in flux after Mason Rudolph replaced Kenny Pickett at the end of the season in the playoffs. Pickett was initially sidelined by injury, but he remained on the bench after he recovered from tight rope surgery on his injured ankle. Rudolph led the Steelers in each game of the three-game winning streak that clinched the AFC final playoff berth. In two seasons, Pickett has failed to live up to the expectations that made him a first-round pick in the 2022 NFL Draft. In 25 career appearances, he has completed 62.6% of his passes for 6.3 yards per attempt and 170 yards per game while tallying 13 touchdowns and 13 interceptions. Rudolph's status moving forward, meanwhile, is unclear. He, he, pl he played in 2023 on a one-year contract and told reporters Monday, I have no idea what's going to happen in the offseason. Pittsburgh's success obviously will depend greatly on how, on how the quarterback situation plays out. Tomlin appears ready to accept the challenge for another season. Um, so, yeah. So, 
What do you guys think? You know, will the Pittsburgh Steelers stick with Kenny Pickett or will they go to Mason Rudolph? I mean, only time will tell, right? So we'll see about that one. Um, all right, let's move on real quick. Let's talk about the uh, Houston Texans real quick. I'm from Houston, so I have to talk about them. Uh, so what are the odds between the Texans versus Ravens? This is from CBS and the NFL. The line spread. The number one, the number one seed Baltimore Ravens will seek their first appearance in the conference championship game in 11 years when they host the four-seeded Houston Texans in the AFC Divisional Round matchup on Saturday in, in the 2024 NFL playoffs. Baltimore, 13-4, has won only two of its five playoff contests since ending the 2012 season with the Super Bowl championship. Uh, with both victories coming in the wildcard round, Houston, 11-7, is looking for its first divisional round win in five tries. After cruising past Cleveland, 45-14, during the Super Bowl uh, Super Wildcard weekend, kickoff from M&T Bank Stadium is set for 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Baltimore is a nine-point favorite in the latest Ravens versus Texans odds via Sportsline uh, consensus, while the over/under for total points scored is 43.5. Before locking in any Texans versus Ravens pick, you need to see the latest NFL predictions for Sportsline proven projection model. Um, the model, which simulates every NFL game 10,000 times, as well as over 7,000 for 100 players on top-rated NFL picks since its inception, the model enters the divisional round of the 2024 NFL playoffs on an incredible 183 to 129 run on top rate NFL picks that dates back to the 2017 season. <clears throat> uh, it also is on a 37 to 21 roll on top rate picks this week seven of last season and nailed seven straight top rate picks entering the 2024 NFL playoffs. The model also ranked in the top 10 on NFL pick watch Four of the past six years on straight-up NFL picks, it beat more than 94% of CBS sports football pick and players four times during the span. Anyone who has followed it is way up. <clears throat> now, the model has zeroed in on Ravens versus Texans and just revealed its picks and predictions. You can see the model's picks only at Sportsline. Here are several NFL odds and betting lines for Texans versus Ravens. Uh, the Texans versus Ravens spread is Baltimore under 9 Texas versus Raven over under 43.5 points. The Texans versus Ravens money line is Baltimore under 413 and Houston under 319. Baltimore Ravens are 9-3 against the spread in their last 12 playoff games. Houston, Texas are 7-2 ATS in their last night uh, contest as underdogs. Texas versus Ravens picks um, in the live stream, which is on FUBU, so we'll see. We'll have, you know, there's a lot of people who are picking the Ravens to beat the Texans. Baltimore earned its stature as the number one seed and has one of the strongest teams on both sides of the football this season. The Ravens were sixth in the NFL in total offense, 370.4 yards, fourth in scoring, 28.4 points, and first in rushing, 156.5 yards. The club led the league in points allowed, 16.5 sacks. 60 and takeaways 31, ranked third in interceptions, 18 with six in total defense. That's 301.4 yards. And passing defense, 191.9 uh, yards. Quarterback Lamar Jackson led the Ravens' ground attack with 821 yards, while Gus Edwards was a close second with a career high 810. <clears throat> After recording just one touchdown run in his first six games this campaign, the 28 year old Edwards finished with 13 to double his career total. It ranked 8th at the NFL. Baltimore's passing game 
could receive a major boost as tight end Mark Andrews, who led the team with six touchdown catches and was third with 544 receiving yards despite the final six games with an ankle injury, may return and face the Texans. Um, yeah, so we'll see. Why the Texans can cover. Houston became just the third team since 1950 to record a postseason victory with both a rookie quarterback and head coach, the first time since 1950, uh, joining the 2008 Ravens and 2009 New York Jets. The second overall pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, C.J. Stroud, threw for 274 yards and three touchdowns versus Cleveland last week en route to becoming the youngest QB in league history to win a playoff game. 22 years, 102 days. Stroud was eighth in the NFL with 4,108 passing yards during the regular season and excelled against teams with winning records, throwing 21 touchdown passes and only two interceptions. The Texans have one of the best passing offices in the league this campaign, ranking seventh with an average of 245.5 yards per game. Wideout Nico Collins was eighth in the NFL with 1,297 receiving yards and tied for eighth with eight touchdown catches, both career highs. The 24-year-old had a strong showing in his postseason debut, holding in six passes for 96 yards, and a touchdown against the Browns. So which team to pick here? How to make Ravens versus Texans pick? Sportsline models leaning over the total, predicting 44, 44 total points. The model also says one side of the spread catches in more than 50% of simulations. Um, so, you know, a lot of people are, are uh, betting on the Ravens to beat the Texans, but we'll see. Hopefully Houston can come out fired up and, and uh, you know, go out there like they did with the Cleveland Browns, put up some points, stop the, stop the offense, and the defense stop the offense and, you know, whatnot. So we'll see it right, right there. You know, I'm ready for the Texans because I'm from Houston. So uh, let's move on to something uh, – a little bit more. We're going to get into a political circuit here for a minute. California is looking at banning tackle football for kids who are 12 and under. Um, yeah, so I have some I have some uh, thoughts about that one. Youth tackle football. California considers banning it for kids under 12. Um, let's see here. They're looking at passing a bill. Uh Governor Gavin Newsom's office said today, Governor Gavin Newsom's course is California governor, said today that he would veto any bill with an outright ban on youth tackle football. Uh, his administration will work with the legislation and the bill's author to strengthen safety in youth football, while ensuring parents have the freedom to decide which sports are most appropriate for their children, he said in a statement. Um, Anaheim Assembly Member, uh, sorry if I mispronounced this, Avelino Valencia is a former tight end for San Jose State who tried out for the NFL before entering politics. He was a community college football coach. The benefit that football has had in particular to my life, I cannot put a monetary amount on it, he told his colleagues on the Assembly Arts, Entertainment, Sports, and Tourism Committee. So it was painful for Lindsay to throw his support behind a bill headed for the assembly floor that would make California the first state to set a minimum, minimum age for tackle football, banning the sport for children under 12. But he said that evidence that the repeated brain trauma football players endure game after game is too clear. <clears throat> it's because it is a very dangerous and violent sport. And I agree with that. You know, parents and stuff like that have to know what they're putting their kids into when they sign them up for tackle football, you know, this is not, you know, flag football or anything like that. You are tackling, you're putting on pads. Um, he said his broad shoulders filling his suit jacket, like a set of football pads. There's no ifs and ands and buts about that. The committee 
5-2 uh, party line vote for Valencia and his fellow Democrats last week to advance the bill said motion. That's likely to be one of the more emotionally charged issues California lawmakers will consider in 2024 as they wade into yet another contentious debate over parental rights. Um, researchers say tackle football is still dangerous despite the changes to the game. For instance, Boston University published research last year finding that players who spent more than 11 years in the sport have an increased likelihood of brain trauma, leading to poor impulse control and thinking problems. All right, look. I, myself, as an athlete, I played football in high school. I played football in middle school. I played football for about seven, eight years straight, okay? I, my decision of playing football was one of the best decisions I ever made. You know why? Because it prepared me for life after football and life after academics and life after school because the real world is hard. When you get knocked down, you got to know how to get back up, okay? Uh, researchers say tackle football is still dangerous, but there's no guarantee Sacramento Democrat Assembly member Kevin McCarty's bill will advance beyond the Assembly, even in a legislation that's not shy about citing medical research to make decisions that outrage parental rights groups and become nanny state fodder for national convention media. Um, let's see. Assembly Bill 734 would, uh, would phase in a ban first prohibited children under six from playing tackle football starting in 2025 and working up to bar those younger than 12 by 2029. It must pass on the Assembly floor by the end of the month if it's going to eventually make its way through the state, send it to Governor Gavin Newsom's desk. Newsom hasn't indicated whether he signed the bill. Uh, a handful of other state legislations have debated similar youth tackle football bans. None have passed. A similar version of the bill in 2018 failed in California to even get out, out of the committee. Along the way, lawmakers are sure to see a repeat of last week's hearing. Dozens of coaches, youth sports association officials, jersey-clad preteen football players, and their parents spilled out of the hearing room into the hallway as they lined up to take the microphone and urge the community to kill the measure. You know? Uh, the groups include the California Coalition of Save Youth Football, whose private Facebook group has nearly 7,000 members, have promised to keep up the pressure. Uh, so, yeah, so they had kids come in they st on the assembly floor. They stated why they love tackle football um, and why they need tackle football. And look, like I said, <clears throat> tackle football was one of the best decisions I ever made in my life. I grew up an athlete. I did not only play football. I played a little bit of baseball when I was younger. And then I, I ran track. I played football and ran track when I got to high school. So, again, uh, I've stated the reasons why we need tackle football. You know, it can teach you so much about, you know, life and life lessons. And, you know, the coach helps you out with that and how to deal with struggles of life. Because guess what? We always have struggles in life. And if you're more prepared to handle it, then you'll be better off than someone who's not, who's someone who doesn't play sports. That's just my personal opinion. But um, you're also looking at the, the takeaway here. So many college players do not come from from great homes. They come from lower to middle class income families. They come from the hood. Football is their deliverance. So football can get them the scholarship to go to college and get that degree. And then life after football, once they retire or go to the NFL or whatnot, they can go and be a productive member of society, get a job, you know, make money, get married, take care of their kids, take care of their wife or whatnot. You know, that's what sports is all about. Okay. So everybody's got to remember that. I know now you can look at me and say, okay, well, 
you know, what about the brain trauma, the brain injuries? Again, you have to know what you are getting into when you play the game, okay? Football is a very violent sport. I get it. Now, there are some stuff saying, well, you know, we, they, in youth football, they could do flag football. Flag football is coming up a little bit now. There's a lot more flag football clubs, and I get that, stuff like that. But, you know, what you do flag football, and then you go into tackle football, you're going you're gonna to have to know how to take a hit. You're going to have to know how to, you know, where to hit and how and how to hit and uh, how not to get hurt. And that's what the coach is supposed to show you, right? It's supposed to teach you the fundamentals of the game. Flag football doesn't do that, all right? You run around, they try to grab your flag, that's about it. Or even seven-on-seven seven football. It's really good for the quarterback because it teaches the person who's playing quarterback, the kid who's playing quarterback, accuracy and whatnot, how to throw the ball downfield, how to throw the ball well. However... Um, you're not going to know how to take a hit and you need to know that. Okay. So, um, so yeah, so that's my, that's my opinion. That's my take on it. If you guys didn't have any other opinions, just comment on the section below. And that is our show for today. So, Hey guys, I appreciate you, all you guys, all your listeners out there. Uh, make sure you hit the like and subscribe button. There's a lot more to come on the Matthew Paris show. We're in season two now. So, uh, so yeah, just keep on, keep on keeping on, keep on listening, and I'll have more sporting news for us soon. All right, you guys take care. All right, take care. Bye.